Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where I speak with creative entrepreneurs, artists, and other insanely interesting people to hear their stories, learn about their molding moments, tipping points, and spectacular takeoffs. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. All right, this is Srini. Welcome to another backstage episode of The Unmistakable Creative. I am here with my co-host, Greg Hartle. Greg, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just writing a petition into The Unmistakable Creative podcast to eliminate the opening <laughs> intro. Well, I, you... I'm trying to get, get 10,000 signatures of people who hate the opening intro to join me in a movement of getting it changed. That's well, all. That, that's, you know, what's ironic is that on my list of things to do for today – uh, before the episode airs is to change the intro music. So <laughs> by the time nice. people actually are listening to this, what's awesome is they won't even have to send in the petition. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Look at that. Look at that. My efforts are working already. I know. Um, can you, can you say some other things that you want to ha- like, how about a million dollars falls into our bank account suddenly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. So by by the time this episode is online, there will be a million dollars in our bank account. Perfect. Also. I love that. Uh, you know, I could definitely use a million dollars seeing this to the fact that there's a shiny new car sitting in my driveway. Oh, nice. You got a new car, huh? I did. Um, and, oh, that's and you know big what? News. And I can listen to podcasts in it. It has Bluetooth. <laughs> you can listen. You can finally listen to podcasts. That's yeah, great. yeah. I know. I can finally become a podcast listener, even though I haven't been one for a long time. And a podcast, even though I'm a podcast creator, I very rarely listen to podcasts, except when I'm in the car. And now that I have a car with Bluetooth, I can listen to them. Which... You know what's funny is I listen to podcasts all the time because I use the Swell app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must be their biggest power user because I listen to that thing constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but before just before that app came out, I don't think I ever listened to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Swell app is is really I think a, one of those fantastic examples of why we need to change the intro music. I was I got to the podcast yeah, on the Swell app and I thought, damn it, this takes too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have already swiped to the left and yeah, eliminated us exactly. And so I, I knew right then and then right then and there I was like, okay, that's it. It's got to change. So for those of you guys who have absolutely despised the intro music, I know some of you have told me you hate that girl's voice. So fortunately, you'll be hearing my voice again. And to the best of our knowledge, you actually like my voice since you've listened to us for many years, for some of you. <laughs> so let's uh, speaking of, of our listeners and people who like my voice, let's get into some uh, listener feedback from last week uh, on our Gatekeepers episode. It's funny because I, I actually posted uh, the image on Facebook and it was really uh, – it was interesting to see their feedback. So uh, Nisha writes in and she says, I've never – 
I think it's Nisha, but she spells it N-Y-S-H-A. So I'm not sure how we pronounce it. So correct me if I'm wrong, please. I have never seen gatekeepers as a threat. I hope that does not make me not an unmistakable creative. I see them as a fun game to get around or woo them to love me. Not in any weird manipulation way, more than a, I have to talk to the head cheese. Now kindly pardon me as I give you a kiss and move past you away. <laughs> it's a great attitude. I like really, it. Really, it is. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that attitude really is... To me, I think that's the healthiest attitude that you could probably have towards gatekeepers, to not see them as this sort of evil you know, mm-hmm. barrier in your way, which I think we tend to do. We vilify them. Um, we really have. I mean, it was like you said last week. Where is that blog post about the gatekeepers who passed on all the shitty books? Yeah, well, I think yeah, – yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think there's just built-up angst you know, because it, it, I, I think it's more of a personal issue than I think it is the gatekeepers. But um, but there's no doubt also, as we talked about last week, I mean gatekeepers in many different respects have, have blocked a lot of people from achieving their goals or reaching their level of success um, uh, that they've wanted uh, because they haven't gotten that kind of exposure you know, that they, that they needed. Um, but, you know, I mean – it's all it's all in your mind and it's and it's all about action. So, you know, and you're seeing that now, like the people who embrace gatekeepers like Nisha, um, you know, tend to do well. Mm-hmm. And then those who sit around complaining about them as these evil people tend not to do so well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Dad, I mean, you just you have, like you said, action is critical. Uh, you just kind of if they're if they're not going to if you can't get past the gatekeeper, you go around them. That's as simple as that, I think. Yeah. Or just be friends with them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. Paula says, uh, you know, we don't have the excuse as quite a few of the best and most prestigious universities are free, uh, which is interesting because, I mean, I think she brought up the, you know, sort of how ed- this is related to how education used to be kind of one of the, the barriers that would get in people away. That being said, the who mom and dad are is true anyways. My dad would have loved for me to be a psychiatrist like him to inherit his patients, but I was the girl who fainted in bioclass at the sight of a human body's insides. Not good for a doctor. <laughs> Interesting. It's an interesting take on the whole gatekeeper thing, but uh, you know, education and the role of—I mean, education is a form of gatekeeping in a lot of ways, in my mind. Oh well, there's no doubt. But there's lots of so there's lots of angles with that because uh, you know, on one hand, yeah, we have more access to knowledge and information than we've ever had before, on the, and we also have the ability to take courses or classes, even with, you know, prestigious institutions like MIT or Harvard, you know, you can get those classes for free online now or Stanford, et cetera. Um, But that is not even close to the same as actually going to that institution or getting a degree from that institution and what that degree represents in the traditional American ways of uh, getting access to things or people. Um, you know, there there is no doubt when you have a prestigious degree in your hand or on your wall, you do get certain access to things that others don't, and that cannot be ignored. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, my dad, you know, sold me on the virtues of Berkeley when I was very young. He said, look, he said, at the end of the day, there is a perception, you know, when you, right. when you, I mean, he, I chose, chose between that and another university. And he said, look, he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a better choice in the long run. Yeah. And I'd be lying if I told you that it didn't give me access to certain things. Sure. That I wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. And so, um, all right. One more piece of listener feedback and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, this is from Thomas, uh, which is really, again, we go back to education. With how expensive some formal education is becoming, and people with masters, PhDs, and multiple degrees working for low wages or not, 
at all is honestly is it honestly worth it to compete for what amounts to a trophy to please some hr person mom or dad a lot of gen y and some of gen x has student loan debt that they're never going to be able to pay off but still give these people the same sage advice if you do what you're told you'll have a career and if you don't you'll be poor yeah see i i think there's way too many generalizations there and i think we tend to do that you know as a society we generalize too much but i'll tell you right now if you told me that that I could have a degree from from MIT or Harvard Business School, I'd take it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I never went to college. And so I would absolutely take that. You know why I would take that? Because the connections that that would give me and the opportunities that that would give me with alumni mm-hmm. um, and access to to individuals who have influ- significant influence. Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's. Um, I think it's a mistake to annoy to to ignore the value in something like that. Now, if you asked me um, about a degree from a state university, I wouldn't take that. Right, right. That that wouldn't be useful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can I can get much further much faster without it, and um, and I certainly wouldn't need it uh, if if I were going to have to take on debt to get it. Yeah. Um, so I mean I, I I think there's you know to to create some sort of general generalization across the board as if everything is equal. I don't don't think that's, I think that's a mistake, but I think there are certain instances in which taking on a lot of debt for a degree from a university that is not considered prestigious or would not have um, a a certain value to it that would get you places. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But then on the other hand, to ignore the value of a degree um, uh, from a university that would get you places or get you access to people, um, you know, I don't think that can be ignored. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, well, I mean, you've even told me at times, you said one of the things that you realize is that I underestimate the value of the education that I've had. Yeah, you absolutely underestimate the value <laughs> of that education. There's no doubt. And I think a lot of people do that kind of grow up in middle America um, who end up going to universities like the one you went to, who don't see the results of it turn out the way they they had envisioned it or the, the way that they were told, huh. they they take an all or nothing approach. I think you do that. I think you you say, "Wow, what a waste!" And I look at it and say, "Bullshit." I mean, there's a lot of great things that have come out of that for you um, in a lot of big ways. But you're comparing mm-hmm. you're comparing yourself to an ideal that didn't happen. You're not comparing yourself to the greater population of the world and and just how valuable that degree was to you and, and to your work. Well, I mean, the whole comparing yourself to an ideal that didn't happen, that's, I mean, we could do a whole hour just on that. Uh, that's a whole, that's, a, that's, I mean, there's so much internal narrative there uh, yeah. that, that really, I think has to be dealt with. And I think that's largely, I mean, a lot of what this has been for me. Uh, but you know, let, let's, uh, you know, as people have heard me say a thousand times, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we, have, we have an interesting subject about, you know, today, something that has come up, um, both based on listener feedback and something that you and I have talked about extensively. It's interesting, right? Even though we're both of the same age, our digital lives are, are like almost night and day uh, oh, yeah. in, in terms of kind of the way we embrace the Internet and the way you know, we are with technology. I think for me, I am much more connected to it than you are. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm like, I can't imagine. And for you, it, it'd be like, yeah, Facebook account closed, Twitter account closed. Was like three-year project done. I don't want to have anything to do with this. Whereas I'd be like, what? I, to me, I was like, what? I'm like, you're going to cut yourself off from all of that? Um, which, you know, I, I think that that's, that's, you know, that's a whole other discussion. But really, one of the things that, you know, we, we, we want to talk about, 
you know, a while back, we, we ran an episode with uh, a guy named Charlie Hone. Uh, some of you heard a very recent episode with him on anxiety, and I'll, I'll link both of these up in the show notes. Uh, but the, the other episode was called How to Become Recession Proof. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody wrote in and they said, Srini, this is great advice, but it's not valid if you're a certain age. It's only good for somebody who is a millennial. And, you know, it it got me thinking. I remember it may have been while we were driving around in L.A. looking for for venues for our event or something. And when we talked about this idea that maybe – maybe we believe there is a generational divide, but that that it's all a myth, that there is no generational divide and that – some you know we have to embrace this regardless of what age group we fall into ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this, you're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Well, you know, it's clear that 
the influence of events and experiences around you have such an effect on how you see the world and how you view the world. So what happens there is you do have generational divides in, in terms of um, belief systems and values and what you respect and don't respect and things like that. I think that does happen because just it's just by circumstance. You know, if if you are around when you know World War II started, you view the world differently than if you weren't. If you were around in the Great Depression, you view the world differently than if you weren't. That 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 can not be ignored. If you know, um, but but the the concept that somehow <clears throat> the concept that somehow we have a situation where we have this generational divide, as if older people can't do certain things or younger people can do certain things or vice versa. That that doesn't make any sense. And in my travels around the country, you know, I, I worked with people everywhere from 19-year-olds. In fact, I even spoke to a you know few seventh-grade classes, wow. all the way up to you know I think the the oldest person that I worked with was 66, I think. So you know I've had a lot of experience with with you know different age groups across the board, and it, the the the. The same rules apply to everybody, and what it is is it's not so much a generational gap or divide. <clears throat> it's it's really a, it's about technology, I think, in, in large part, and and it's also about it's it's not just technology or learning technology. It's what that technology does or affords you. So I'll give you a perfect example. <clears throat> when I was in Chicago in 2011, I was at an event, and there was a section of this event that was for charity, and we were broken up into groups. Somebody had a charity that they were running. They explained their charity. They explained the challenges with their charity. And then they asked for feedback from the group. So in our group, there was approximately, let's just say, 20 people. And in this 20 people, there was in, – in, I'm purely speculating here, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm close to accurate. In this 20 people, there was about 12 of them that I would say were over the age of 40, and there was about six of them that were under the age of 25. So the, the person running this thing explains their charity. They explain their problems. The people over the age of 40 start having a discussion around these problems and possible solutions for them, right? And they're, they're going back and forth, and they're saying, we could do this, we could do that. And somebody else says, no, we can't do that, but maybe we could do this, we could do that. And they're talking back and forth for about 20 minutes. In that time frame, everyone under the age of 25 had their head down looking at their computer or their phone, didn't say a word, didn't speak, didn't say a word. So you could look at that environment if you were watching and you could say, wow, look at all these engaged people over the age of 40 that seem to care about this charity, that want to talk about this charity, that, that want to find solutions to it. Look at all these 25-year-olds that don't care at all. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is looking at their phone. Then you get these under the age of 25 people poke their head up and they start talking. But they don't talk about possible solutions. They talk about the things they've already done. So one of the 18-year-olds had already bought the web domain. Another one set up a Tumblr for it. The other one got all the social networking accounts set up. So they were actually working. They weren't sitting there talking about possible solutions. They were already solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the difference is, is what this technology has done is it's created this shift of, of uh, action or no action and consumption versus creation. And that's not an age thing. Mm 
-hmm. That's whoever you are. It just so happens that the younger generations have grown up around this stuff. And so they can adapt to it much quicker and much easier than others. Yeah, I definitely think there's something to be said for that whole consumption creation balance. You know, here's something else to consider with age that uh, came up for me in in a recent interview. Uh, You know, it was the one we actually aired this week with Debbie Millman, who has been basically the brand strategist for iconic brands. But I mean, she's more of a a brand anthropologist than she is a strategist or a marketer. One of the things that she she said to me that really struck a chord, she said, you know, we, we view aging as, as this sort of horrible thing. Like there's almost a negative connotation around it. But she said, you know, that age gives you a wealth of material when it comes to creation. You know, I mean, it, it's funny, you know, we were going back to that conversation about education and the value that it's given me and, uh, you know, and, and life experience. I mean, yeah, my ideal didn't live up. And then I think, okay, well, if the ideal lived up, what would there be to write about? You know, if, if, <laughs> if there was no conflict and nothing happened and, you know, everything just went according to a plan, it'd be a pretty boring story to read. Uh, and, and so that's, that's one thing I think that, you know, you have to consider with age is that, yeah, maybe you have to adapt because, you know, I can tell you there's, a certain sense of wisdom and and value that I mean, if we, there, it's very interesting because I can look at this and I wrote about this somewhere. I said, you know, you look at our older guests and you look at our younger guests, and and it's very interesting to hear their sort of take and and view on the world. And the older guests, you can tell that they've lived life. Even though, I mean, you know, the, the the playing field is level when it comes to how they use technology. I don't think there's any difference, but there is something valuable about that that I think gets overlooked um, when you try to make the argument that hey, you know, some of this is just biased towards millennials. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, anybody can do any of these things that we're doing today, regardless of age. I mean, in fact, age is less of a factor today than it's ever been because most of the work, most of the production that we used to have was the result of physical production. And now, you know, most of it is mental production and um, knowledge-based. So, I mean, age is less, if anything, age is less of a factor today in, 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 in both directions. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be young. I mean, there's, there's people in elementary school, kids in elementary school that are building apps, yep. right? So you can be young and produce today, or you can be older and produce today at, at, staggering numbers and and uh th- that never existed before because one you didn't have access to the materials that you needed and and two there used to be there used to be a learning is such a steep learning curve and that learning curve is gone now because um you know technology is ubiquitous to everything that we're doing and that's how we create everything well and i think that learning curve is is going to become even is going to get eliminated even more i mean right now you maybe you need you know a little bit of coding skill but i think that you know your tools are being created almost daily to to basically make all of this easier than it's ever been you know i think that at the beginning of the art of being unmistakable uh Justine uh, Musk quotes Dan Pink, and she says, you know, can a machine do it for you? And if a machine can do it for you, then you, you've kind of got to consider, okay, what do you bring to the table that the machine can't do? And I think that that's where sort of the creativity element comes in. Yeah, and so going back to your original premise that the the gentleman who wrote in said, you know, these these things don't apply uh, – they only apply to millennials or younger people, I I, I don't know – I feel like that's a personal belief system. I don't feel like that's an actual fact 
uh, of the way the world works today. And, uh, you know, and of course, it, it starts there. Now, I will say that if you've chosen not to uh, participate or learn certain things or keep up or adapt or innovate, then the there's a steeper learning curve and it's and it's much, much, much more difficult. I mean, you know, I was working with a gentleman not that long ago who whom said to me, I need to uh, create a resume and I've been um, trying to create this resume in Microsoft Excel and I can't figure out how to do it, right? So I stopped him mid-sentence and I just said, you're not seriously creating a resume in Microsoft Excel, are you? Um, but that's a perfect example where he hasn't kept up. Mm-hmm. So he's so far behind that he's trying to create a resume in a you know a, a piece of software that that calculates algorithms you know (laughs) like that's not a word processor yeah so you know like we have to start there like that's how far behind he is but that doesn't have anything to do with his age that has to do with his inability to innovate and stay with the times Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i really i'd be really curious to hear what our listeners have to say because i know that they come from across the board i mean many of you guys some of you guys are are you know, on the on the old, older side, like uh, you know, and some of you guys are really young. I don't know how many really really young kids listen to us. I, there are probably a few people who are in college, um, but then many of you have worked for many years and have kind of seen the economy change. And you know, I think I, I think I'm in that sort of weird middle ground of not quite being Gen Y or Gen. You know, I, I'm not a millennial, and I'm not quite the other. I, I fall right in between because of all the things that have happened with technology um, in, in the course of my life. Like it just was this weird middle ground. Yeah, I'm uh I well so here's here's I actually think you and I are a perfect example of this because you grew up with technology and I didn't even though we're the same age. Yeah. And that to me is a perfect example. It has nothing to do with our age, it has to do with how we lived our lives. You know, you you cuz when you and I talk, you talk about, you know, being in the San Francisco Bay Area and you talk about the early internet days and you talk about um, you know, having a computer in your home and and all those things. Like I didn't have any of that. I I didn't have a computer in my home. I didn't mess with technology. I was a late adopter, still I am. And uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the Bay Area or, or didn't go to school in the Bay Area, you know. So you and I, to me, are a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about in that, you know, we're the same age, but we have completely different experiences with with the advancements of technology and the changing of times and how to apply these things um, where I was very late to the game and you were very early to the game. And that's reflected in how you and I operate on a day-to-day basis. You know, you 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 use all these tools and technologies and you enjoy them and you appreciate them and you explore them. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it has nothing to do with age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, let, let's uh, let's hear from you guys. I mean, we're really curious. Uh, again, you know, this segment is entirely driven by your feedback and, and what you guys want us to talk about, uh, you know, what topics come up for you guys as you're going about navigating the world of, of you know, being a creative entrepreneur and an insanely interesting person. So write in and, and tell us what you think. Uh, unmistakablecreative.com slash contact. Uh, I think it's, it's really, you know, we love hearing from you guys. And now let's uh, let's get into something fun, something that we, we t- t- told you guys about last week. Uh, so as Greg and I mentioned, one of the things that we're going to do every week is we're going to give away a $25 Amazon gift card to somebody who live, leaves an iTunes review. And, you know, I, this week I'm going to get it right since Greg nailed me for getting it wrong last week. 
Uh, it is not just me picking a random person. It's actually a drawing. I literally have pieces of paper here inside a jar uh, written down based on who left us an iTunes review uh, in the last week. But let's uh, let's review those. Let, let's take a, a look back at the reviews really quick, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, Josh writes in. He says, yeah, a massive dose of inspiration. Listening to these stories about each of these guests on the journey has been an absolute inspiration. Srini does an incredible job digging deeper into the questions that others might be afraid to ask. This podcast is a real deal. Keep them coming. Thanks for that. Um, this is from uh, Vicky at Vegetarian Zen. The guests Srini interviews on this podcast are unlike any other, and Srini has an interviewing style that brings out the best in his guests. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is hands down one of my favorites. I look forward to my creative energy boost with each episode. Love that. Uh, Sukneet basically writes in and says, uh, Lots of fun listening to Srinivas. Srinivas is passionately interested in his guests and gives them a space to share their insights. I think that's the first time anybody has referred to me as Srinivas in any, you know, reference to me online. Really? <laughs> I don't know that I – even I don't – you know, I don't think I've ever introduced myself as Srinivas. I usually just say Srini. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, when I was at your place, uh, you invited a friend over, and he, he knew you from grade school, and yeah. he referred to you as Srinivas, and it kind of <laughs> threw me off. Like the first four times he said it, I'm like, who is this guy talking about? Exactly. <laughs> All right, one more, and this is from uh, Brenda, Florida. Creative, inspiring, amazing, inspirational, challenging, definitely unmistakable. These are the best podcasts I've heard. Compelling and off-the-chart unique. Wow. Nice. Well, I really, really appreciate that. All right. Well, let's do this drawing. Um, I'm going to pull a name out of like this little jar. Let's see. You're going to uh, – your, your, your drum roll sounds better than our intro music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who is it? Okay. Vicky at Vegetarian Zen. Uh, send nice. us an email. Uh, actually, write in at unmistakablecreative.com slash contact, and we will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And uh, for those of you listening, every review basically raises our rankings, uh, helps us get you more and more awesome guests, and helps us get new listeners. And, uh, you know, enter, write a review, and you get entered into a drawing every week for your chance to win an Amazon $25 gift card. Greg, anything else to add? No, everything is great. Just write in, share your feelings, share your thoughts. I'm really curious to see what people think about this whole millennial versus, you know, this whole generational divide and see where we take it. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to the Unmistakable Creative Podcast. Visit our website at unmistakablecreative.com and get access to over 400 interviews in our archives. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, 
and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World, and this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch, the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.